your hands together. Put 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 your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCP. Split. Don't worry. I, I saw you. I saw you. I knew you were there. This, what is your name? Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. How long have you been coming to this show and sitting in this seat? Uh, two years. Two years. Let's hear it for Ryan. Thank you so much. It's so nice to always see you. Ryan. And you know who else is Ryan? My uh, co-founder of this show, Ryan McMenamin, who's up in the booth. I had just moved to Los Angeles. I, 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 this is the kind of person I am consistently. I cold emailed Ryan, who runs a really great record label that's called a Special Thing Records, and I just said, hi, I moved to town, like, honestly, today. Like, today is the day I moved here. I brought nothing but my Star Wars Pez dispenser collection. That's true. Um, I lost one of them in the earthquake this weekend. It's tough. Yeah, I know. The Stormtrooper is fucking footless now, and so that's tough. Um... But yeah, I cold emailed Ryan. He had just produced a record for a friend of mine. I said, look, 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 buddy. No, I didn't say that. I think I was probably really professional. I said, I just moved to town. I want to go pitch a show to the UCB where that's a stand-up show and a podcast. And, and, and no one will think it will work. And then um, how many years is this? Six years later? Six and a half years later. The show is still running, but we are in our final two shows that I will be hosting. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you to Ryan and the UCB for... Uh, believing that this would be a successful long-running show. I know, it's tough when you're the people that arrived at this point. Do you know what I mean? That's not, it's not tough on me. I can work through anything. It feels tough on you. Because I was doing this whole thing that's sort of, you know, uh, tear-inducing and everything, and you're just like, ah, how do we get to our seats? And that's tough. That's tough, and I want to I hear it for those people who really committed. They knew they had to get to their seats. And they knew it was a tough time, and they did it anyway, and that was the right thing to do. Self-advocacy is important, and you know? And I'm glad you, that you knew, look, the show has already started, but I need to sit down, and I'm gonna do it. And some comics will humiliate you, but never this guy. This guy wants you to have what you need. That's really true. Uh, we got Hannah somewhere around here. Where's Hannah? Over there, who's joined us as a producer a couple years ago and has just been uh, the reason that you know the show can continue to exist. Ryan and Hannah, they, they book the show. They make sure that new awesome comics are on our radar, and they have been such important friends to me over the last couple years. Both of them also worked on my most recent stand-up special where everybody fucking donated their time, and because of that, we raised a shit ton of money for rape crisis intervention. So let's hear it for right now for Hannah. What important people! What important people. Yes, we are in our final four shows of Put Your Hands Together. The thing is, sometimes 
you co-host a show together, and then you're getting a divorce. And it's like a child that you had together as a couple, and you decide the relationship's over, and you need to kill your child. (laughs) And that's how it goes! And you do it slowly over weeks. I have been in, this fucking year has been, it has been full of light and, uh, and, and new beginnings. Most of that is my hair. Um, very bright head of hair. Thank you. Did you know bleaching your hair hurts? I didn't know that until it was already happening. I don't have any tattoos. I have no piercings. I'm 37. I thought, I, I just thought I could handle, uh, divorce hair. Um, Don't you for a second, I have to say that I know what this is. I don't want you to think I don't know. What if I came out fucking blonde and you're just like, oh shit, you know, so I want you to know I know. I'm gonna be up here humiliated. Anyway, it really hurts to bleach your hair. It really does. Anyway, it's been a a year of, uh, it's been a topsy-turvy year. It's been really painful. Um... Sometimes I feel like I just want to start over from a baby. You know, can, is that an option from real life? I've seen it in movies. Here's what I'm talking about. Somewhere, someone, I die, and somewhere near me the, a baby is born, and I get to be that baby. Do you know what I'm talking about from movies? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm hit by a car, but I'm a good person, so I get to go into a baby. Not a baby that's being killed by its divorcing parents, but a baby with a strong future. She got dark, yes. Anyway, um... No, I can't decide if that's what I want, you know? I can't decide if I want to just restart from a baby. But there's two reasons I won't. Here's the number one. I have this photograph of me from my childhood where I'm at the beach, and I have an eye patch because I wore an eye patch for my childhood, and that's why I'm a stand-up comic, and I'm wearing bikini bottoms, no bikini top, because, yes, I was gay the whole time, and... I also have a stick in my mouth. I'm eating a stick. Just like you look at this child, you go, fuck, that is a kid to be reckoned with. And if I start again from a baby, how do I know I'm going to have that photograph? I don't know in the rules of this world. I don't know if you get to keep your thoughts. Oftentimes in the movies they do, but I don't know if that's the real truth from the science of it. So I don't know if I get to start again from a baby, if I'll know to make sure that 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 photo happens. That's really important to me. Uh, And then the number two one is, will I get a perfect score on my SAT verbal? I don't know. I did in this life. Honestly, thank you so much. That is my time. No, it's not. I have more to say. but, um, But I do feel like that's a closer. Just to say... 800 SAT verbal is a closer. It should be a closer. That should be a full special. That's what the special's called, and it's bought by everybody. Everybody buys it, and they, and they, and they stream it simultaneously. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I moved to a new apartment. Thank God! I'm no longer living in the relationship pain museum that I was living in for a very long time, where it felt like I was the docent of... A space that I was also the only guest of. Just like, here's where a portrait used to hang 
you could tell by the dust marks, over here is where the L Word DVDs were. Keep up! Next room. Anyway, um... Yeah, I'm fucking... Yeah, it's tough. I'm in a sad zone in my life. These are the shirts I own. Fuck! You know what I mean? I just bought... Went real hard on lesbian prints at a time, and I thought... Life would always be a cruise, but the ship has come ashore and everyone on there had diarrhea. And now, and now I have a happy shirts. When I said lesbian prince, there were some of you that thought of Janelle Monet. That's a homophone, that she is the lesbian prince. This person hasn't laughed at all, but I can't wait to find out what gets you. Because so far I've been brilliant. I want to say I know it, and I, and it's, so it's fun to know, know, aware of my own brilliance, it's fun to watch you and see what you're like. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm good and I'm just like, which is, you know what I mean? Anyway, you're, I feel, what a strange thing to be sort of a pioneer of this experience. I was just having a, a, a drink with somebody right before this and talking about how, like, I'm, it's, I feel this isn't even a thing yet we don't even know that gay divorcee rhymes it's funny and we should have been laughing about that for a longer period of time but we didn't get our rights till just recently so fuck you America for taking away our laughter Um, I just feel like a new I feel like I am experiencing a thing that I have no reference for there's not even a Beyonce song for how I feel right now do you know how lonely that is to exist past the edge of the the Beyonce catalog, you know, like there's not because it's not. I don't feel like I. It's there's no like like middle like like there's no like get like get your girls like bring your girls over and like throw them up like throw them like like fuck you know, like that's not even appropriate to how I feel. I don't have girlfriends. I have a mutually shared group of non-binary folks. <laughs> Just a pile of they's like we can see both sides. I'm like, fuck you! Fuck you. I just this is the zone I am truly in in my life right now. And a lot of times when you hear a comic say, This happened to me today, they are fucking with you. But Cami Esposito, she never lies. This is today. I got out of the shower and I um, cut my foot really badly. I cut my foot. First of all, I'm watching The Sopranos um, for the first time ever and I started bleeding all over the bathroom, which felt <laughs> from the show. Like, it was kind of a nice moment where, oh, the DVDs, the DVD extras. There's just blood everywhere. Um, you bleed a lot out of your foot because it's just, the blood just goes, whoop, it just slips right out. <laughs> I was bleeding all over the... There were my own bloody footprints literally fucking everywhere. My dog started eating them. (laughs) Which was really tough. I had to say, please, please stop. You know, sometimes with a dog, you have to say, please. Please stop. One time, look, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Some of you might say, is it... No, the worst thing's ever happened to me. One time my dog shat out... Look, I'm so I'm sorry to tell you and be real with you and tell you what the world is like. But one time my dog shat out a used tampon. This only happened once. 
What's worse, going in? Coming out. What's worse? And that, by the way, I want you to say, I, I want you to know, I say this as someone who loves to eat periods. I don't want you to think I'm not one of those comics. <laughs> Up here. Oh, disgust. No, great. It's delicious. It truly is. I'm a vegetarian. I have no other access to iron. <laughs> is old. You know what I mean? That's really my that's it. That's my scale with it. Anyway. (laughs) What was I talking about? Oh, I cut, this is I just want you to know, this is how I'm doing as a person. I cut my foot very badly. I put a bunch of band-aids all over it. I bled through the band-aids. I was bleeding all over the place. I, it's not a big cut, but it's really deep. I was like, I bet I could get a stitch if I wanted to, but I don't want to do that. So instead what I did was I, um, I put on black socks. <laughs> do you understand how I solved this problem? <laughs> what I did was I just made sure I could no longer see whether I was bleeding. I might be bleeding during this entire show. And at the end, you have to carry me out of here. And there's not even a second. This isn't even the penultimate. This is, and, you, then what, and what a way to go. Anyway, I've been great. Charismatic. Op- Did you see that? I, I was... I don't know what I was reaching for. I was gonna say I was reaching for the shadow. Here's the shadow. Anyway, I've been great. What if I, now, what if I was like, I'm at the place in my life where I put on black socks because I don't want to know whether or not my foot is bleeding, but then I put the mic into my hand like a mic stand. Never said anything about it for the entire show. Would you be worried about me? What would you do to help? Nothing. I can take care of myself. But I just want to know if you'd have any suggestions, if you'd wait after, send me a kind tweet. I'm not even reading Twitter right now. Don't do that. There's nothing, there's not, I'm not doing anything. It's an output only device for me. (laughs) Got it. Got it. What a true pleasure. It is so nice of you all to be here. Thank you so much for being here and for selling out this show. My good friend Nate is here. My friend Nate. Hi, Nate. I said, Nate, will you come to the show? And be my friend. He did. So that's, isn't that nice when you have friends that come to the show and be your friend? Hi, Nate. Oh, we got a great lineup tonight. A bunch of awesome comics who have done the show before. And then we got one newcomer, which feels very right for the vibe that we've been creating here for a bunch of years. So please welcome um, our friend, friend of the show, and has done the show so many times. Such a funny person. Let's hear it right now for the amazing Brent Sullivan. Give it up for him. Come on. Oh, thanks, everyone. What do you say we keep it going? One more time. Um, so I've been going to gay bars uh, my entire life. Um, well, not since I was three, but my entire adult life. And I've only ever seen one fight at a gay bar once, but it was the most 
gay bar appropriate fight of all time. I was smoking outside. I could tell these two guys were having an argument, but I wasn't really paying close attention to what they were talking about. Maybe like 30 seconds later, I look up, and the one is running towards the other, and he shouts, What'd you say about Madonna, bitch? And then punch him in the face. I broke it up. It wasn't too hard. I was on a date recently, uh, and in the middle of maybe 15 minutes into the date, uh, the guy looked me in the face and he said, you are the worst gay guy I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> so that was kind of amazing. And at first I was a little put off, but then I was like, you know what, I guess he's kind of right because I've never really gotten, never really figured out how to be like a gay guy, I guess. Case in point, for a bachelor party once, I went to a strip club with some friends. I took money to a stripper for a lap dance because this is his job. And he told me no because he didn't like my shoes. <laughs> I was on a date once and someone asked me, who is your favorite diva? I said, does Enya count? That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't care about Britney, guys. <clears throat> and when I was 21 years old, I spent $400 on a small, metal, thumb-sized dildo. <laughs> In case you aren't familiar, I just described the worst dildo of all time. <laughs> Here's one adjective you don't want describing your dildo. Ice cold. <laughs> Diminutive. Easy to lose. just using my thumb. <laughs> and I still hated it. Uh, I went back in the closet for six years. Um, oh boy, I forgot my, what my next gem was. Oh, there we go. I use Tinder. Uh, you guys use Tinder? Cool, great, one person. This will go over well. It's amazing to me how miserable dating apps make you even when you're being like accepted. Um, like I'll be swiping on Tinder and I'll swipe right and we won't match. And I'll be like, oh, fuck you, loser. <laughs> then I'll swipe right and we do match. And I'm like, oh, great, this fucking loser. <laughs> I don't want to talk to that guy. I want to talk to the other one, the one who didn't like me. <clears throat> but uh, as a result of watching almost every single episode of Forensic Files, it's all right. It's fine. Don't panic, anyone. Everyone, don't panic. I have that effect on some audience members. As a result of watching every single episode of Forensic Files, I'm now convinced that everyone wants to murder me. <laughs> And I get really paranoid about it. Like I did, I did actually, I rarely do this, but I did invite someone over to my house directly from Tinder the other day. <clears throat> but I, I, before he arrived, I hid my iPhone charger cord <laughs> because that way he would have nothing with which to strangle me. <laughs> Felt right at the time. 
He showed up and he was perfectly nice. And I wasn't, I wasn't murdered. Thanks. Uh, um, I, uh, I visited my parents uh, recently in Michigan. And at one point my dad was leaving the house and I was like, hey, could you go get me some ice cream? And he said, sure thing, what would you like? Chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> dad, I would like you to know that it's no longer 1933. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be more choices than that because you're going to a grocery store not a Russian summer camp. <laughs> no, Dad, I want rhubarb ice cream with cheesecake in it. I want it non-GMO, locale, and the CEO of the ice cream company must be a Democrat. Because <laughs> that is all I care about as a piece of shit millennial. <laughs> Most, almost everyone in this crowd tonight is a millennial. Every one of you, us, is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> no exceptions. Case in point, the closest I ever came to a fist fight was when I shoved a stranger because he wouldn't let me pet his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Earlier today, I was gonna Google something, and in the time it took me to lift my phone off the desk, I completely forgot. <laughs> completely forgot. Never came back. And the first time I got a flat tire, I called 911. <laughs> Just saying, it is not worth living, everyone. seem to end everything dark, don't I? Don't, isn't it sort of a strange? Okay. I, uh, I'm a little surprised at the success of the Food Network because we're watching them make something that we're never going to have or enjoy. And yet I still watch it religiously, no matter what. I watch it every dinner. The other day, I was watching an episode of Iron Chef, and the judge said to the contestant that his lobster crostini was the best bite of food she had ever had in her life. And I was watching this while eating the meal I call burger salad. <laughs> in case you're wondering what that is, I'll tell you. Uh, romaine lettuce shredded from a bag. Hamburger meat heavily salted. And a drizzle of ranch, everyone. Thank you so much. I'll try that at home. All right, real quick, before I leave, I was at a Target uh, earlier. It was actually a couple days ago, but they had one of those claw machines where you put quarters in, and you control the claw that's picking a toy out of like a little plastic bubble. And I saw this machine, and I was like, you know what, I've had a pretty good month. I'm gonna play. <laughs> I ended up spending $8 on the machine. I got quarters from the cashier. Uh, and before I tell you the toy I received, I want you to spend a moment to think about what would be an ideal toy for, say, a six-year-old who just sunk his entire allowance into this machine. When I tell you that the toy I received was three orange 
press on nails. It's not even a whole hand, guys. What do you want me to do with that? And that's it for me, everyone. Thank you so much. You know what happened since I've seen all all all, all y'all <laughs> is I went to uh, I went to World Pride in New York. That was cool. Wow, I just really thought more of you would be proud. Um, anyway, I went to World Pride in New York. It was cool. I the day before the like Pride Parade, which I wanted to leave immediately. The this was a fun part of the actual Pride World Pride. So many people there. And then I was a part of four lesbians all wearing button-downs sitting in air conditioning <laughs> just nearby the parade. And that is my level of commitment to a Pride Parade. Like, I'm, like I did walk past. Woo! <laughs> but uh, the day before, there's, some, there's a dyke march, which is like, that's up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the streets. Everybody looked. It was so nice to see. It was it was as if it had been cast to be like, of course this is who is here. You know, like it's like a like a heavier butch with just like saggy boobs. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Being like like and a lot of body hair. Like so, I feel so good about that person being out there and topless and a mohawk. That person has looked the same. That person has existed in our community for time immemorial and needs to be celebrated much more than they are. Don't you think? Yeah. Just, just like clapping and the boobs are going like, you know what I mean? It was so, I, I was like, I am so glad you were here as I buttoned my shirt up more. <laughs> Like, that's not me, but thank you for being you. Like, I'm just, like, so happy you've got this covered for us. Because um, I've got this covered for us. Anyway, um... I was marching along, and, uh, it was, you know, it felt a little bit nice because I felt, like, comfy, but there were definitely folks who were excited to see me there, and that feels nice if it also still feels safe and everything. And it did. Everybody was super cool. Um, and then there was a moment where I realized I was marching next to Alison Bechtel, um, who's, like, very important to me. Like, I got uh, my first copy of Phone Home given to me by my first girlfriend when we were in college, and it's, like, inscribed, and I still have it. But then I, got, I have, like, multiple copies of Dykes to watch out for because I kept breaking the binding because I, like, read it so many times, the compendium of that. I, I paid... I bought myself for my birthday several years ago front row tickets to see Fun Home when it was on Broadway. Um, and it was like the most expensive thing I'd bought ever at the time. Um, anyway, I just was so excited to have her marching nearby. But then I also, it's like, I just was like, ah, I don't know. You know, like, like I don't know how to, I don't know. Because I, I want to sometimes, sometimes when you it's somebody really important to you, you almost want to meet them in a friendship or peer way. Like, I just didn't know how to, I didn't know, I, I just was marching next to her for a very long time. 
fully aware that she was there and just like, what am I going to say? Like, what's the thing? And I just was like, I think it's going to be like, thank you so much for your work. You know, it's really important to me. Um, and I just have to tell you that what actually ended up happening. <laughs> I swear to God. Is that she said, excuse me, are you Cameron Esposito? <laughs> story where then I'm like yeah who wants to know you know like that's but you know and trust me that's not your boy Cammy. I was literally like yes I love you so much can I get your email address like that's honestly what happened I thanked her for all of her work we marched next to each other then there's the weird thing of like oh my god this has been this literally was the coolest way this could have gone down we did exchange emails like I can't believe whatever blah 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 and then I was like oh we are still at the start of the march you know like that's (laughs) we were like wow it it happened like and then you're like Tying your shoe, you know, just like anything to be like, oh no. <laughs> you can't be. Oh, don't worry, I lost her. <laughs> as long as you tell somebody they're important to you, you can't walk next to them for four and a half more miles. Anyway, she was a total sweetheart and made me very happy. Oh, all right. Are you ready for more hilarious jokes? <laughs> me too. Well, great news. We've got hilarious comics, including this next pal of the show, who also has been here so many times, been a part of the show for so many years of its run. So let's hear it right now for Greg Barris. Give it up for Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Oh, hi. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. It's good to be alive. How's everybody feeling? Is everybody feeling alive? It's good to be alive. It's an exciting time to be alive, right? So much going on in the world, you know? So much happening out there, out there in the world. Um, what's going on with you? Okay, let's get into my set. Uh, just living my life and uh, doing a good job here in Hollywood. Who's here in Hollywood? <laughs> Um, it's good to be here. Do we do that that one? Um, I I don't have any good Hollywood tips for new Hollywood people. Does anybody? Does anyone have a Hollywood tip? What was it? Get out of Hollywood. That's a good tip. That's a pro tip. Any other Hollywood tips? <laughs> 
Come on. Take fountain. Take fountain. It's that easy to get involved with the show. Any other Hollywood tips? Get a headshot. Anybody want to play along? Leave 15 minutes to park. Leave 15 minutes to park. Take fountain. We have a lot of driving tips, which is a good foundation for this bit to work. Any other tips? Don't live on the first floor. Why? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. See, no one knew why. I was like, earthquake. That may, is that why? Is it the cockroaches? Wow, these are good tips. Anybody else got a hot Hollywood tip? That's it. That's all you get. That's all you did. Here's a hot Hollywood tip from my 80-year-old father who lives in Orlando, Florida. If you're in Hollywood and you're not working and you're trying to make it in Hollywood and it's a weekday, Monday through Friday, borrow a friend's dog. Walk that dog daytime, weekday, through Beverly Hills all day long. Your dog will make friends with a dog. That dog's owner probably lives in Beverly Hills. People who live in Beverly Hills are movie producers. That's how you get into a movie. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel very American. Who here is American? Gotcha! No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like it's very American to, like who here did their own taxes? <laughs> yeah. Who here has want just a quick ways to rob a bank? <laughs> quick ways, bank robbery tips. What is it? Wear a mask. Wear gloves. Bring a gun. Bring a gun. That's already more people than did their own taxes. <laughs> what other bank robbery tips? Oh, I love it. When people are fighting to get me out. Shave all your body hair. Every day for six months, wake up in the morning, get a rock, go to the ocean, scrub your skin. Why? Just because of the DNA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the DNA. Yeah, yeah, that's why. What was someone yelled something over here? Take fountain. Take, <laughs> take fountain. That's a... No, we're all doing it. What else? That's it? Just scrub yourself, wear gloves, wear a mask, and take fountain, and hope God's on your side. Uh, I feel like everybody does. Like, especially when it comes to armored cars, everybody's like, oh, I could figure, you know, we just, the guy's not paying attention, I take his gun, boom, boom, boom. And then I know that armored car drivers, they all know that everyone that sees them is just thinking about murdering them. <laughs> it's like new people on the, in the route are like, ah, oh, that's a nice family, right? Uh, they probably already, the kid already talked about slitting your throat, and, and the wife's going to take the cool bags. They call them cool bags insider bank robbery stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, I... Uh, uh, I've been working on my Spanish 
Is it, this is, this is going to be great. I've been working on my Spanish, and I found that a good thing to do if you're working on your Spanish is to just sort of sing what you would think Spanish opera would be to just whatever little crap you know in Spanish. And it works. And it's, that's, this is a great setup for something like, Mi madre en vivo en Florida. <laughs> Mi amigos, no bias muy feo. <laughs> and it worked. All right, thank you very much. Have a good night. Keep it going for Greg. I was in a Walgreens. I was in a Walgreens like two or three days ago. And a... Straight man walked past me. This was a straight man. <laughs> How could you tell everything? Anyway, um, <laughs> he, this is what he goes. He goes, don't you have a game? <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, because you look like that soccer player. And I said, this is honestly, I felt like I had achieved final form. I just said, no, I don't. We're just both lesbians. <laughs> I don't know how I, like, the crank had finally turned enough that I said when I, no, I don't. No, I don't. I do not look facially. Yes, we are white people. That's true. <laughs> Megan and I are white people, and I'll, and it's like it's not an it's it's obviously this is attractive. This is what he, I said. No, I don't. We're just both lesbians. He said, "Well, I didn't even say that." And I'm like, "Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I don't know what you thought you just said, but honestly, what you just said was you walked past me in a Walgreens and you said, "Lesbian." That's what you said. <laughs> think you said but it's that's what you know that is what is the same that's what you're noticing i'm trying to get i was literally trying to get something like so humiliating like smooth move tea or something where i'm just like nobody look at me and like just like shut up is a feeling that i have about other people you just could say nothing like i don't even i Ugh, like I'm sick of your joke. Like I'm sick of, and I don't look like, I don't look like Tig. I don't. I don't look like Ellen. Our comedy is nothing alike. Pete Holmes. That is who you should, Kyle Kinane. If you're a thinking person, those are the comedians I'm similar to. Camille Nanjiani, also we tell a story in a similar way. That's because I started in Chicago with those. Ellen, we're not the, I don't look like her. We're not the same as comics. Tig, very different. She's got a lot more surreal stuff going on. It's not the same. Tegan and Sarah don't even look that much like each other. <laughs> if you have a discerning eye. I will accept Matt Smith. If you're looking, if you want to make, if you need to make a visual comparison in a Walgreens, that's who I will accept. 
What a fucking weird... Because it does feel like a microaggression. Like, it does... I'm just like... Like, I don't know. You know, it feels... It, also, congrats to the women's... <laughs> Go get that pay. Go get that pay. Go get it. Go get it. Honestly, I am really glad that they are bringing attention to the way in which women are paid differently only in soccer. I wish it applied to my life. Like, when I hear them speaking, I'm like, I wish I had an access point for this. You know what I mean? But I know for a fact that I am not a risk in Hollywood, and I get the same opportunities as anyone would. And I know that I'm paid the same, and I always have been my entire career. And a lot of people will say, doesn't this touch all industries? I go, not the entertainment industry. Not my job. That's why I've had numerous mainstream stand-up specials. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, look, I don't want you to think that uh, because I haven't been paid equally that I'm not a rich person. <laughs> Is there anybody here that felt bad for me? I'm still doing just fine. I don't want you to worry. Wealthy, I'd say. <laughs> Not so wealthy, but I can get my shirts taken in in the neck. <laughs> Which makes them look like they're, they fit me, but they don't fit. These are men's shirts, but that's how I like to wear it. A men's shirt taken in in the neck. I don't want there to be darts. In my shirts, here. What, does anyone have any questions? <laughs> What? Who's your tailor? That's a great... First of all... I wish that you'd said, I'd like to meet your tailor. Because that would have been a Warren Zevon reference. And that would have been fun for all of us. <laughs> but I understand why you asked that question. You know what? I was, I was going to... I literally had a woman in Burbank that I was told, like... I was told, like, like, the person who referred her to me was like, she made the jacket from Drive. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be going there. I used to drop, but it was like, the, it, was, it was extremely, it always worked, but it was like the sketchiest operation where I would, like, hang shirts on the inside of her fence and then come back many days later and pick them up and they would be done. I don't know. Anyway, it worked. Um... But I couldn't get a hold of her last time, so I just went to like a dry cleaner, and I because it, it's not it's not you can't fuck it up so badly. You just have to have like one shirt that's measured and fits you accurately, and then you can leave that as a reference and get your other shirts taken in. That's the that's that's my tip. I don't want you to be out there loose in the neck, <laughs> and I could have given you this information. Um, but thank you for the question. Does anyone else have any? <laughs> Wardrobe questions, stuff like that. How's my foot? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels fine. It's on a part of the foot that wouldn't hurt a lot, but it could be, again, my shoe could be um, filling up with blood. And that's, and Romeo and Michelle's is a great movie. If you remember that that is a part of that movie, it doesn't matter, but I remember it. Okay. You're also here a lot, and thank you so much for all of that. And, and uh, thank you so much always for be being at the show. That's awesome. It's so nice to see uh, repeat faces and to see, and to know that y'all came out for so many years it's cool okay would you like to see more 
stand up. Or, and here's the thing, we can just tell everyone, all the comics who've been waiting to go home and I can continue to tell you how to, you know, adjust your wardrobe to your needs. <laughs> but not in a queer eye way. I don't want you to feel like I'm showing up in your town to make you accepted. I'm here for me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Queer Eye for the Queer Guy only. If you're straight in the audience, these wardrobe tips, you need to cover your ears. Because I did not march for you to know how to make your shirts fit. Very nice. Okay. Hey, you know what? This next comic, it is their first time on the show. When it's somebody's first time, we welcome them with a hearty round of applause in from Sacramento. Let's hear it for Amy Estes. Give it up. Hi. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be here. Uh, I do want to set your minds at ease right away. I know I look like a grumpy mom who loves to call the manager. Uh, I can assure you I will not during the set. Uh, so just relax a tiny bit there. Uh, I'm not a grumpy mom. I am a middle school teacher by day, so same thing pretty much. Uh, just don't get to take the kids home with me. Fine by me. Uh, it is currently my most favorite part of the school year. That would be summer vacation. Uh, it's going great. The real highlight of my year always. Uh, other people don't like it that I get a summer vacation. Uh, people take it very personally that they do not get one in their line of work. Uh, the comment is always the same. Something like this, like, oh, Amy. <laughs> yeah, you're on summer break, huh? Huh. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, we don't get summer break at my job. And my response is equally chill back. It's usually something like, I fucking heard this! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... The kind of chill gal I am. Uh, teaching middle school is rough, y'all. At the end of the year, no shit, every wall in my classroom had a dick drawn on it somewhere. <laughs> Um, I think I was supposed to take him down. I didn't. Uh, I like a collaborative art project. What can I say? Next year, I'm going to do my duty as a queer educator and teach them all how to draw vulvas. Yeah. <laughs> Special emphasis on that clitoris. Uh, yeah, that way they learn something they can actually use. Uh, <laughs> which is not what I'd say for the rest of my class, necessarily. Uh, middle schoolers love to think they're adults. Uh, this year, a student made a very grown-up choice. He wore a bracelet to my class that said, I eat ass. <laughs> it's a lovely piece of jewelry, beaded. Uh, I saw it and was like, I'm going to need to take that. Uh, and he started crying. <laughs> makes me feel bad for whoever's ass he is allegedly eating. <laughs> like, if your English teacher taking your bracelet made you cry, oh, bud. <laughs> what a journey you have to come. <laughs> uh, 
middle schoolers are super observant. You can't get like a manicure, pedicure, anything without a kid noticing it. This year, a child approached me and said, Hey, Miss Estes, uh, do you like Amazon Prime? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yes, I sure do. Why? And he said, I don't know. I've been watching you real close this year. <laughs> you strike me as the kind of lady that loves Amazon Prime. <laughs> He is 100% correct. Uh, The worst part. Yeah, so I mentioned I'm a queer educator. I do want to take the time to come out to you all uh, as a fat person. Uh, We can use the word fat. It's fine. Uh, I prefer that to uh, things like, you know, pleasantly plump. Oh, she's she's fluffy. Uh, Because as it turns out, I am an adult human woman. So... I'm not a Build-A-Bear stuffed animal, so let's just use the term. Know what I mean? Uh, Body positivity is having quite a moment right now. I am living for it. I do notice there are only two tips that get repeated regularly. Number one is always leave yourself sweet post-its around the house with compliments. Uh, Number two is stand nude in the mirror, admire your body, say kind things to it. Uh, I think those tips are only for the ladies. Can we be honest? I think if dudes did that, your house would suddenly become littered with post-its that just say, your dick looks huge. (laughs) And any dude I know that gets naked for long enough and looks at his body just turns to the side, makes his dick wave, jacks off, and is like, I'm positive this body is. (laughs) Phenomenal. (laughs) Um, I got engaged this year. Thank you. Yeah, to a lady. uh, Her name is also Amy. Uh, People find it very bewildering when I, you know, share things about our lives. They'll say like, hey, you know, what'd you do this weekend? I'll say, well, I stayed home, but Amy went out with friends. (laughs) They're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I bet Amy has so many friends. (laughs) She does. (laughs) We both do. (laughs) Once we've gotten that out of the way, uh, just a super normal question between friends. What do you guys call each other in bed? Mommy. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I think that's obvious. Uh, Right before we got together, I was dating someone else. Uh, She was uh, horrible, I think is the word uh, we can use, but... Uh, I was desperate and uh, ready to be loved on in a physical way, if you catch my drift. Uh, So I let it continue for a few dates, and then it was time, you know, time to bang. And I said, you know, cutely, coyly, so what do you want to do this weekend? Should we get dinner? And she replied, I want to lap up all of your juices. (laughs) I'll say it again, it's a freebie for coming out to the show tonight. (laughs) Wedding vows, sexting, I want to lap up all of your juices. Uh, Y'all, she sent it at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Uh, I was in the classroom with children. Um, I immediately started sweating profusely. (laughs) A child did approach me and say, Miss Estes, are you okay? And I was like, no. (laughs) No. A woman just compared my tight and beautiful vagina to an Arby's beef and cheddar sandwich. 
replete with au jus for dipping and then lapping up all of my juices. Uh, before I go, I do just want to say for the self-esteem purpose, I did not allow her to go through the drive-thru. Uh, so that's how that ended. You guys have been so much fun. My name is Amy Estes. Thank you so much. Let's hear it for Amy! You know, we are going to keep it right on rolling. we got two comics left. You have room in your hearts for two more great comics? I thought so. Hilarious person, again, longtime friend of the show, so happy to have this person on this show. Let's hear it right now for Sashir Zameda. Give it up for Sashir. Hi there. Hey. Uh, So I am 33 years old. Thank you so much. Who knew I could get here, you know? Uh, I'm 33, and I don't think I'll ever have a handle on my period. (laughs) Anyone else? (laughs) I've had it for decades, and every month it's a surprise. (laughs) It's like... You know when you watch the Scooby-Doo episode and they show you the old, like an old man character in the beginning of the episode and then they reveal the person at the mass at the end and it's the old man character from the beginning and it's like, this is not a surprise. But it's as if I'm watching this and each time I'm like, really? <laughs> the whole time? The old prospector that led them to the cave? Well, well, well. <laughs> they had their work cut out for them. <laughs> It's the same every month and every month. I somehow mess it up. I bleed everywhere on everything. Uh, I bled in a bed. I bled in a couch. I've bled uh, in a shed. I've (laughs) bled in a house. (laughs) On a boat, on a float. I bleed everywhere. I bled, this is no joke, weeks ago, bled in public. Uh, Again, I... (laughs) was going to a restaurant with a friend and I was past my period. What I thought was the end of my period. I had two leak-free days, so I put on some khakis, (laughs) got cocky with some khakis, (laughs) no panty liner. I was just like soaring without a parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why. Went to the restaurant with my friend, and we walk in, we're getting led to the table, and my my gait's a little more lubricated than usual. (laughs) I feel a little wet. I go to the bathroom, and of course, it is a crime scene, uh, and a murder mystery. (laughs) Like, no signs of entry or exit, just blood. And I go to my friend, and also... Thankfully, it was, like, right underneath me, so, like, you wouldn't be able to see the blood unless we were, like, swing dancing or something. (laughs) And your head was, like, right underneath me. So I just, like, locked my knees and, like, shuffled over to the table. (laughs) And I I told my friend, I was like, hey, we have to go right now. I just started my period. And he was like, oh, why don't you ask the server if they have any tampons here? And I was like, oh, no, we got to... We have to leave fully. We have to leave the building, and you have to take me home. (laughs) 
And there definitely is a version of me in the past that would have been like, I guess I'll figure it out and like mummify myself with toilet paper or something. <laughs> but now I'm 33 and I don't give a shit. And I'm like, you have to come with me and we are leaving this establishment. <laughs> So he drove me back to my apartment. He waited in the living room while I cleaned myself up. Then I put on a new pair of pants. We go right back to the same restaurant. (laughs) And the hosts are like, welcome back? (laughs) And I was like, thank you. No further questions. (laughs) (laughs) And I was open with my friend because we are friends and have been for years. I felt comfortable saying something. But I do want to be more open with my period in general with everybody because it's like it happens all the time. Like, why is it a secret? Like, even when it comes to work stuff, like I was on the shoot because uh, I I work and uh, <laughs> I'm busy and booked <laughs> and uh, I was bleeding because I'm alive and I didn't have anything to catch it. So I told someone, I was like, I'm on my period, just started, can someone like run out and give me some tampons or something? And then everyone just started whispering, like, oh, so she was on her period. I was like, it's not a secret. Like, you think someone's gonna be surprised that I get my period? Like, her? The whole time? It happens. And so then finally someone gets them and they're like, sneaking it behind their back under a table. I'm like, it's not a drug deal. Just give me the tampons. <laughs> this helps everybody on set because if I bleed through these this costume, someone's going to have to like go out, get a new one or like spend time washing it and we don't want to like ruin takes. Give me the fucking tampons. Uh, I also think it's wild that we don't talk about it because I'm mostly bleeding. Like I'm bleeding most of the time. <laughs> I guess not most of the time. A quarter of the time. Like, one-fourth of every, every month, one-fourth of the year. There's a 25% chance that when you're talking to me, I am gushing. Like, <laughs> I'm just gushing in front of you, looking you in the eye and talking about the weather or something. Like, just like, like the shining is happening down here. And I'm like, I wish it was sunnier. <laughs> what I really want to say is, I'm in pain and I want to go home. <laughs> We'll get there one day. Uh, I made a goal this year to work on my mental and emotional health. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. I haven't done anything for that yet, but (laughs) your applause really encourages me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm looking for a new therapist. I had a therapist a while ago, um, and then I stopped seeing her because... We got in a fight. (laughs) Not my fault. (laughs) She said I was being uh, detached and secretive. And I said, you're being codependent and obsessed with me. (laughs) Like, why she want to know my stuff so bad? (laughs) So I left. And now I'm looking for somebody else and I forgot how arduous this process is. Like, I'm not even at the point where I'm meeting people in person. I'm just making phone calls and even that is stressful. Like, I'm calling these offices and sometimes they don't answer the phone, which makes sense. They might be talking to somebody. And so they ask you to leave a voicemail and I think that's so 
cruel. Like, you know how much strength it took me to get to this point to make the call? You think I can compose a voicemail? (laughs) And the first time it happened, I was so unprepared. I didn't have a script ready. I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't even know what I wanted. I just found a number and called it. And then it beeped and it was like, please leave a message at the tone. And I was like, help. (laughs) Help me. Help me, help me, ha <laughs> Just call me back for the help! <laughs> she called back immediately. <laughs> it's a literal cry for help. <laughs> and when she called me back, she let me know that they didn't have room for new clients. <laughs> and I was like, this rejection is triggering. <laughs> but I, I'm confident I'll find somebody soon. But through the years where I wasn't doing therapy, I was just doing every kind of self-care under the sun but therapy. I don't know if you have any friends like that. Uh, for a while, I was doing vision boards. I'm sure some of you have them. <laughs> We're in L.A. Uh, but if you don't know what a vision board is... It's just like a visual representation of your goals and your ambitions and just a daily reminder of how far you are from those goals. (laughs) Just every morning, like, still not today. (laughs) And uh, and you can make your vision board out of anything. I would use, like, like, ripped up images I would get out of magazines, and I would make a collage out of them. And I had one vision board on my wall and then another, and then another. And then they kind of combined and congealed into one large rat king of broken dreams. (laughs) And this is when I lived in an apartment in New York where I didn't have a window in my room, so I couldn't see outside, but I could clearly see my intentions. And I would bring men to my home to fuck them. Completely forgetting I had this thing that looked like I was practicing ransom notes. (laughs) All these, like, cut-out faces and letters held together with tape and string. Like, I'm trying to solve a crime I'm also committing. And they would never say anything. They would just kind of look at it and be like, oh, no. It says, go get them in big letters. Am I them? Did I get got? (laughs) But here's the thing. I successfully had sex in that room many times, which shows you how determined men are to have sex. (laughs) That not one guy walked in that room and was like, you know, I'm gonna go. (laughs) I can see you're dealing with a lot right now. You just hit me up when you don't have pictures of headless babies on your wall. (laughs) All right, thank you very much. Keep it going for Sashir! What a good show. Right? Very good one. Does anyone feel specific need to speak to me about anything? 
feel like you're very, very, um, you're a very contented audience. Oftentimes, there's at least one. How are you doing? Nope. <laughs> That's all right. I'll start with you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. The seats are really there. We're, I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> It's a really, it's a physically, it's a physically hard seat. Yeah, it's like physically starting to hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm at the end of my rope. (laughs) Wait, no. First of all, I don't need help. Will you, is, will some of you, will, will you stand up for a second? I just want to see what you're talking about. No, yes, everybody. Well, the whole, no. You can sit down. It's okay. Yeah. No, but like, we're imagine a minute for, like, for like 45 minutes. I would say it's almost been one hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> I like that you said imagine for 45 minutes. But it's 9, 10 and the show started at 8. It's longer than Yeah, it's, I would say it's even longer than 45 minutes. <laughs> Here's where you're, here's where we're going to disagree. First of all, do you want to do, no, I, yeah, I don't want, I can't believe this is how you started your stand-up career. Can you? (laughs) But can you imagine Then you just approach the front and you're like, I've been thinking and it's like, and you crush. It's the best set anyone's ever seen. Like, you're better than even me. Who could even imagine that kind of comic? Anyway. Thank you for letting me sit in that chair. Um, But here's where you're going to get a disagreement from me. I'm a firm chair boy all the way. Like, seriously. I love to sit at my, like, dining room chairs, like, the most. That's my favorite place to sit. Or then I'll do a weird thing. And this feels like a punishment to all of my guests. Where if someone's seated in my living room, I'll sit on the floor, and then they're seated on the couch. And I will, I will say, like, I just love to sit on the floor, like, please feel free. But it is very funny to watch somebody's tolerance run out on being on the couch while you're on the floor. Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then after a while, they're just like... <laughs> Join you on the floor. But, yeah. I don't know. But, I'm look... It's there. You're almost at the finish line. Do you think you can do it? I can do it. Okay, I believe in you. I so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, is this the hardest thing you've ever been through? I'm serious. Be real with me. Tell me if it is. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. Well, look, I can't believe we're all here for the second hardest thing you've ever been through. The great news is we've got an awesome final comic who will definitely keep you engaged. And it's this, no, it's not this person. <laughs> I'm so sorry that was so tough. I, but I loved your exit strategy. I thought it was the most polite way to indicate what you needed was just slowly walking into the literal shadows. <laughs> I love everyone in this audience so much. You're a bunch of sweeties. And we've got a great final comic, and they are my good friend, Casey Lai. Give it up for Casey.
Thank you. Keep it going for me, the second hardest thing you've ever been through. Thank you. Can imagine the first was that earthquake last week. Boy, it was so bad I could hardly get into that pool later that day. You know what I mean? We're roughing it. It's really hard. I can't with all these earthquakes here, all the earthquakes and fires. It's like, I thought God hated Florida, not us. What the hell is with all the natural? Oh, you guys love Florida. Didn't get it. <laughs> Didn't get it. I'm just not used to it. I'm from New England, and the worst thing we ever had there were like blizzards and the occasional straight pride parade. <laughs> get it. That's a natural disaster. Did you hear about the straight pride parade? It hasn't happened yet, so it could be good. Um, <laughs> give them a chance. Uh, but it's in Boston. Uh, a couple of like douchebags in Boston uh, petitioned the mayor to have a straight pride parade, and they said yes because of freedom of speech and all of that stuff. And a couple of things. One, like a douchebag parade in Boston. All right, seen it. Uh, not shocked. It's called going to work every day, but... <laughs> I'm from there, so. But uh, the other thing is, is like, I'm gonna go to a straight pride parade for sure, okay? Just the, the chance to be around all those men just like squealing for attention, sign me up. I wanna go. And also, like, I'm a gay pride kind of guy too, uh, but I love a parade. And really, the only big difference, uh, the only main difference between a straight pride parade and a gay pride parade is that we know our parade is gay. <laughs> like, we're. We're aware uh, that spinning a baton for visibility is like a gay thing to do, <laughs> right? Um, also, I feel like there are going to be some women who go to that because there are a lot of women who have been damaged by society, and I have a lot of empathy for them, but I don't want them to go. Like, all of the good women will be, you know, too tired having been finger-banged at the fucking gay pride parade the weeks before. Like, there's no... <laughs> Like, like a lesbian's finger, that is power, okay? Like that, that's sexual prowess. All just, there's more fucking sexual power in one lesbian's finger than there are in all the dicks at a straight pride parade combined. <laughs> fucking combined. I'm not bi, but I would let a lesbian finger me for sure. <laughs> That's why lesbians have been called witches throughout the years, you know? Because they can bubble your cauldron with just a finger. <laughs> um, yeah. Bubble, bubble. So, oh, I just, uh, I had some big news. Uh, I got, uh, I got uh, booked for a print ad recently. I'm a model. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, in the ad, it requires that I'm completely covered up, including my face, the whole time. So that's... <laughs> That's good. And this is the second time, actually, recently that I have uh, booked uh, something that requires me not to talk and to be completely covered in fabric. And I spent years in this town, okay, trying to prove that I can play roles other than just a gay man, all right? But I'm still being typecast as a butterface. <laughs> I'm still being typecast as a butterface who's not allowed to talk, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, we love everything about him, butterface and her voice. So... It's been interesting, <laughs> been interesting to me. <laughs> Whatever, I thought it was gonna be funny, but it wasn't that funny, it was just sad. Um, and uh, it's fine, but I have, spend my, I have plenty of ways to spend my time. I'm reading, uh, I just started reading a book about the Third Reich. Don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> it's just getting good. At this point, Hitler is still just like a struggling artist with like delusions of grandeur and problematic relationships with women, you know? So he could still turn into like a showrunner here in Hollywood. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? 
Uh, but actually, we do all know how it ends. And I'm a German-American, and I have to say, it's books like these that make us not want to do Ancestry.com. <laughs> it doesn't look good for us, right? And you also never see those storylines in the ads. They don't make the cut, right? <laughs> The ads are always like, oh, my relatives immigrated here from Bulgaria during a great famine. And they moved to Maryland, and when they got there, they helped slaves run away on the Underground Railroad. My name's Gary, and I'm 23% Bulgarian. <laughs> and it's never, my great-great-uncle was literally a Nazi. <laughs> High up, too. My family doesn't talk about him because he was hung in Nuremberg. <laughs> My name's Casey, and I'm 100% ashamed. It's <laughs> the real tea. Not true, though. We don't know. We have no idea. There is a high-up Nazi, though, I found out in the book with our last name, and so it's like, just ignore it. Um, <laughs> but he was a doctor, <laughs> so... Uh, uh, I am, uh, I'm not a vegetarian. I don't know, I don't know if that's something terrible to say here in Los Feliz, but uh, I'm not a vegetarian because I'm gay, and in these dark times, some of us need to be operating at full strength. So, uh, but I like to keep my diet well-balanced in like a karmic way, right? Like, that's why if I'm gonna eat an animal, I wanna make sure they're just like treated like a queen in their lives, right? Just like, just like fed decadently and their cages are just like draped with satin and when it comes time for them to die, I want it to be quick with a guillotine, just head straight cut off, right? And have them clucking away at the end being like, let them eat me, you know, like a queen. Um, but I still, I see some things sometimes that make me just hate m eating meat. I was going to get ice cream the other day because, you know, it's hot or whatever. And I'm a fancy boy. I like to cool down creamily. And um, I got my normal, like my coffee-based ice cream, you know, with like espresso sprinkles and then like Adderall crushed up on top, you know, just... <laughs> just like a meth sundae or whatever. And uh, a friend of mine got the seasonal option, uh, which was fresh cherries and uh, bone marrow. Yeah. I uh, didn't realize summer was bone marrow season. <laughs> Runs like gravy in the summer. So, yeah. And it really, it made me, it made me upset to think that, like, like, whatever happened to just, like, moderation? Like, why do we need to fucking just go full tilt into just craziness? Like, do we really need to be sucking out the crushed up bones of an animal? Like, do we need to crack open their bones and have whatever's left for, like, dessert? Like, is that where we're, is that where we're at? Why do we need to do that? And people will say, oh, no. Like, if you're going to kill an animal, use the whole thing. That's the way. It's a spiritual experience to eat bone marrow ice cream. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize that the name of this place was Sacagawea Soft Serve. Okay? It's called Courtney's Creamery, for sure. And you're about as Cherokee as Elizabeth Warren. Like, a little bit. <laughs> But those are not moccasins, they're Ugg boots, okay? I just, like, what happened, again, to fucking moderation? We just get so, like, here in California, we just really like to push things to the fucking full floor hilt, you know? Like, we, like, like, weed. Like, we legalized weed. Great. Love it, okay? I was in a weed shop the other day, and uh, they're now selling weed suppositories. <laughs> yeah, you can now put weed into your butt <laughs> legally, right? <laughs> So it means a couple of things. One, my weekend is booked. And two, <laughs> t 
too. Like maybe this is maybe this is why they hate us. You know, like we're like I mean, in my mind, we're all trying to compromise here. They want compromise, and some of them are told so. For, like some people on the right are so fucking fucked that they can't make any compromises. But it's still like, do we really like we got our legal weed? Do we really need to be sodomizing ourselves with it too? <laughs> you know, this is why they hate us, right? And it goes to it's like with gay people, like like uh, the, you know, gay people, like pe- gay people have a problem with Pete Buttigieg. And look, I don't have a problem. Uh, 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 I have my problem with, with Pete Buttigieg's like you know like uh, policies and all that stuff. But there are gay people who say they won't vote for him because he's not gay enough, right? And it's like, okay, first of all, butt is in his name. What else do you need? Uh, <laughs> but also, like, what do you need? Do we need like a drag queen who'd be like, I'm going to abolish the Department of Labor and redo it with the Department of Work, bitch, work? Like, how? <laughs> we're never. It's just I don't know. I don't know. My time's up. (laughs) But I love you guys very much. Have a wonderful night. One more time. One more time for Casey. And everybody else you saw tonight. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Cameron Esposito. I will see you next week and then never again. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.